Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Again, we cherish the opportunity to be here with you, to be talking about God's Word, to be looking at how God's Word can break up the hurt in our hearts, those things we've been through, the the traumas, the triggers, man, the, uh, and, and find ourselves transitioning toward God, closer to God. And it, it's just always great to know you folks are listening to us. Just a shout out to all of you. Shout out around the world. We know we have some of you as far away as Nepal and China and all those different places, Australia. And uh, we're honored by that. We, we know that most of you guys are missionaries, and we want to shout out to you missionaries overseas and just say you guys are pretty awesome. We're proud to know you. We're glad to know you. We pray for you. May God bless you. May God bless your work today. I know things out there are hard. I know that if we think that the coronavirus is crazy, if we think that church is planning and things like that are crazy stateside, we can only imagine what you're going through. And we just wanted to shout out to you today and say that we know you're heroes and and uh, what you're doing, uh, God can see it and we can see it too. So we just wanted to say we love you. And why don't you say shout out, Stephanie, to those people over there on the foreign mission field. Well, I do have a special place in my heart for anyone who's living um, in the midst of um, a foreign country with all that that brings. So, yes, my my hat is off to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing. And then for the rest of us, you know, maybe not serving on a mission field, but certainly having hurt hearts, having PTSD. We just thrilled to have you along, too. We just wanted to we hear once in a while from our missionaries overseas telling us to keep on going, hang with it. And, uh, that they use this kind of as a, and to augment the devotions and things like that overseas. So we wanted to shout out to them and, you know, Stephanie, we have this segment. So yesterday was one, you were kind of freaked out in the direction I went yesterday. I'm extremely freaked out. Yes. Yeah. But you know, if, if we don't admit, you know, the first part of healing is admitting we got a problem, you know, and, uh, <laughs> And when you stink, that's a problem. I don't like it. I, you know, to me, it's like being naked in Walmart. I don't feel good about it, you know? And, uh, so the stink, the, you know, imagine being stinky and naked. Oh man. that could. Oh, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. I rode, I rode on a plane next to a guy one time. And if, if 10 was the worst stink you ever smelled, like, you know, back in an old fashioned outhouse or something, this guy was pushing an eight plus. And I mean, he, he was in the seat next to me on a plane and, uh, it, it was brutal. That was one of those times you, you had wish you had, had COVID and you lost your smell, you lost your smell and taste. Yeah. Cause that guy was a stinky dude. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you the way it is. And I'm sorry to bring that back up, but Stephanie has one today. Oh. So here we are. Uh, so Stephanie, we do this knuckleheaded segment for three reasons. Number one. So people, um, We'll know what a knucklehead is, number two, so they won't be a knucklehead. And number three, sometimes it could be funny. So with that in mind, you might be a knucklehead if. Doug, you might be a knucklehead if you go to take your driver's test in your pajamas. No. Yes. Is that what your son did or someone else did? 
oh, Daniel wouldn't be caught dead in public in his pajamas. Well, no, thank we God saw. for that. Yeah, yeah. I was worried there for a minute, man. Yeah. No, no. Daniel was mortified that someone in his generation would do something so knuckleheaded. Yeah. So, you know, Daniel goes decked out in his Air Force hoodie and, you know, yeah. looking like he's out of the military. And, yeah, the person in front of him got out of the dri- student driver's car, hair disheveled, literally looked like this person had just gotten out of bed. Sounds like they did. And, uh, it's scary. You know, your, your pajamas are, are for bed folks. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they're for bedtime. I mean, you know, they're, they're in your private quarters and, you know, there were years, I, you know, for me, I wouldn't even want to be seen anywhere else in my house, but the bedroom with my pajamas on, just being mm-hmm. honest with you. I think mm-hmm. pajamas are those private areas, you know, uh, those are the things you wear to bed. I mean, you go up there, you whip your BJs on, you, you get some sleep. I don't know, man. And I think, you know, what happens behind the bedroom door and what you wear in there, you keep the door locked and that's your business, you know, but I don't but think. don't wear it to your drivers. Don't, yeah, don't bring it out to the motor vehicle. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's pretty weird, you know, and, but there's naked people, Stephanie, that go to Walmart. I mean, this is, this is right. not a new revelation. You know, this is our country oh. is, is really in a bad place with dress and appearance. You know, uh, you, you know, there's people who wear bikinis and uh, there are people that wear less than that in Walmart. You know, somebody put a picture out there the other day that they're, you know, just a couple band-aids on a lady walking around inside Walmart. Now, I mean, oh. that's something you're purposely uh, trying to do. You don't walk around like that. You're either mentally ill uh, or you know, you're trying to mess with people. And, and I think it's the latter in most cases when it comes to Walmart. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. But here's the good news. We get to go, well, wait a minute. You got to tell us what we say or what we don't say to people with PTSD. Well, I think, um, you know, I've been reading through, I have a couple of books I'm reading right now that have both been very encouraging and helpful. Um, but one thing you never say to your abuser um, or say to someone who has been through abuse and has PTSD as a result. And I'm reading this book on the life of Joseph. And um, I, I, looking back, um, just contrasting this book I'm reading with um, how I've heard Joseph preached on in the past by a narcissist, um, is that when this book points out that it's never okay to be okay with sin. And the fact that Joseph, yeah, he was the youngest of his brothers other than Benjamin, but Joseph wasn't afraid to tell his brothers or, or challenge them with guys, this isn't right. Yeah. He wasn't afraid to take a stand. And I remember a narcissist preaching on Joseph and saying that God had to take him through all the trials he went through because he was such a proud, cocky teenager. And I remember at the time wanting to, you know, do some confronting, but you know, when you, you don't, it, it's not worth confronting abusers. Well, that's right. You're the of it. it just doesn't feel like it's going to accomplish anything, but all that to say, never say to someone who has been through narcissistic abuse, well, are you sure you just shouldn't have just loved and forgave them and just moved on? Yeah. Don't ever say that. Yeah. Um, because you don't, <laughs> That is such a misconstrued, which is a whole other whole other podcast worth of of stuff. But just don't ever say something like that to someone who has taken a stand to their abuser. 
Yeah. You sure you just aren't loving and forgiving them? You know, you sure you don't not filled with bitterness? Don't say things like that. Yeah, you know we are. Uh, we don't play doctors on Facebook or at church. You know, and uh, boy, I hate that when people do things like that. And that's so true. And when people's hermeneutics are so messed up on Joseph. Now, was Joseph having these dreams? Was his dad a little bit mad at him? I don't know how you take that hermeneutically and turn into a prideful teenager. Seems to me like Joseph had to have some pretty good roots. Well, and- and had it, to, it, just, yeah. yeah. Well, if you knew the guy that was preaching it, he was a proud cocky. He was the one that confronted my dad, you know, as a teenager with. So, yeah, the guy himself was the proud cocky teenager. Um, so he mirrored that onto Joseph. Yeah. Um, and now being out of it, you can see that. But all that to say, um, I have had that said to me. And don't do it. Yeah, don't say it. So, yeah. Don't. Yeah, yeah just, don't throw it back in the, in the, in the person who's been abused. Don't throw the problem back in their lap. And don't let anyone do it to you. And and I mean that, you know, that's another big part of this podcast is not only do we not do these things to other people, but we're just not part of it. We're not part of it back to us and we're not part of it to other people. So if we're with a crowd and, you know, and there's a knucklehead among us and doing bad things, we pull the other person away. We get the person away from the narcissist. If you're, you know, if you're carrying, maybe put a bullet in their forehead. I don't know. No, I'm only joking. But we get the other person away from them. He was joking. That's a, that's just a joke, folks. And I, I don't need the Federal Communications Commission looking for us because I'm only joking. You don't get to kill narcissists. But you do get to pray for them, and you do get to get people away from them. So, yeah. St- Stephanie, we've been cruising through uh the 12th proverb. And, you know, after coming out of Proverbs 11, where it was about integrity, standing upright, doing the right thing, saying the right thing, always being in that right place. We're dealing with words, deeds, and destiny and how all these things matter. And and that's why it's so, uh, to me, apparently you're, you know, what you just said about not saying this stuff that affected you in a way that it really hurt and it probably caused you a few days. So we got to remember these words on idle words that we're saying, don't say this words, man, they can mess you up. They can yeah. stick around yeah. in you. They can make you question yourself. They can mess up your walk with God. And I'm not talking about just the words that we say or that you say, I'm talking about words that are said to us and people who are doing that. So we have to be so careful and uh, we, we have to be so godly. And again, we transform our mind. So if we transform our mind, we're on that side of righteousness. We're on that side of God. You know, the righteous stand up. The righteous do the right thing. The righteous are reading the right thing. The righteous put the right things in uh, their minds. And, uh, and so that the right things can come out of their minds. And I think this is still going on here in verse number 7 of Proverbs number 12. And it says, the wicked are overthrown and are not but the house of the righteous shall stand. So, so the wicked have an end coming their way, Stephanie. So, uh, you you know, if, if you look at this, uh, there's no root there. There's nothing that's going to grow. They're they're just simply going to be overthrown and perish. They're going to die. Uh, their life does not live on. It doesn't get to be, uh, something bigger than what they are. You can't be unrighteous. You can't be ungodly. You can't be wicked and expect to leave an indelible, uh, permanent mark in this world. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, again, the whole principle of, um, Jesus put it so simply, the wise man and the foolish man, the wise man builds his house on a rock. In other words, on a firm foundation, the foolish man does not. 
So when that wind and the storm come and the rain beats on that house, it, it falls. And that's the idea of this verse. Um, it's like a hurricane comes through, man, and that house is destroyed. It's washed out to sea. It's obliterated. There is not even a trace that, that it was there. Yeah. And, you know, from, from this aspect of eternity, there is not a single well-known evil, wicked person that is in hell thankful for how they lived their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an afterlife of regret, regret. It's an afterlife of, uh, I cannot imagine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hell. I mean, it's going to be terrible. That lake of the permanent hell, that lake of fire, that terrible place, no righteousness, no comfort, no good and, and gnashing of teeth and, uh, the burning, the craziness. And, and I mean, that's where we find these people who don't accept Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and I believe most of what we're dealing with, with wickedness are the unsaved. Now I, I do believe that we as Christians can go down that wicked road, but whatever we do in a wicked, uh, way or whatever we say in a wicked way or whatever we live in a wicked way, um, is going to have no, you know, permanent, uh, quality to it. It's not going to help people. It's not going to encourage people. And yeah, it's it's the opposite, you know? And then if you look at the, you know, looking at the end of that verse, Stephanie, but the house of the righteous shall stand. So long after we're gone, if the foundation is in righteousness, if, you know, God preserves his own righteousness in men and women, he likes that. He wants to shine through us. And righteousness Mm -hmm. comes from one place, God. And uh, so, of course, God's going to leave his foundation behind. Of course, God's going to, you know, take anything that we may do in his power, that we, we may do in his name. It's not about us. It's not about what we can do. And, and leave that foundation for our family and our friends and our churches and our community to grow upon. And, uh, you know, that the house of the righteous, think about that. What a great foundation. I mean, you're either wicked. It's all going away. When you die, it dies. You go off to an eternity of craziness or the righteous. I don't know. I'm falling on the righteous side. I hope each and every day I'm working at it. Are you, are you waiting for me to respond? Yeah. See, every once in a while, when you don't look at other people and you try to give that cue, it it, it just doesn't work right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I was looking for your response. Yeah. No, I agree. Hey, I'll cut this all out. Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, you won't. You never do. Yeah. Um, no, we, we, it's the principle of, of where we are putting our rewards. And um, I think of the fact that we are living for something always. And the wicked are living for something. They're living for the, for the counterfeit satisfaction that Satan has gotten them to believe is the real deal. But real satisfaction, real joy, real peace, real hope, real everything comes through Jesus Christ and knowing him and walking with him. And that's what gives you a sure foundation. You know, the, the fact that there are many people, um, many famous people who have died. But when they, when they, once they're dead, if they did not know the Lord, there's nothing but ashes. But I think of people who have died serving God. Um, I think of Jim Elliott, Nate Saint, um, Ed McCauley, Pete Fleming, men that died 
for what this world would have laughed at. And, and I've heard supposed Christians call those men fools for what they did. Well, that same person called my husband a fool. So anyways, but be that as it may. Speaking of wicked people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but their houses are still standing there. What they did for God is still standing. There are innumerable treasures in heaven laid up because of what they did as, as righteous, godly people clothed in God's righteousness surrendered to him. And that's what this comes down to. You can live however you choose to live, but you cannot choose the consequences. God's laid out what the consequences will be in whatever shape and form. Um, you, you can't, you can't live an evil, foolish life and then expect to have a house that stands. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and I think that's exactly what we're looking at. And, you know, verse 8 continues that on, Stephanie. It says, A man shall be commended according to his wisdom, but he that is a, of a perverse heart shall be despised. So, you know, we get a choice here. And, uh, you know, do we want to be commended of God for our wisdom? Where's wisdom? It's found from, it's, you know, being transformed by the renewing of our minds, as it tells us in Romans 12. And wisdom's found in God's words. Wisdom's found in our heart in the form of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom is found in, in practicing all those things that God gives us and using them and putting them out. And uh, I think it's so important that we understand. Now, we cover this and we get that it kind of looks the same way every day that, that God has given us what's right and what's wrong. But you know what, folks? This is exactly what God intended when, uh, when he inspired the book of Proverbs is so that we would stop every day and think about this. You know, a study in the book of Proverbs can bring us to a place where maybe we're a little bit closer to God. You know, maybe we understand that we need to seek wisdom every morning when we wake up, Stephanie. Maybe we understand that we need to open up God's word, that we need to do devotions, that we need to change the books we're reading, that we need to change the TV shows we're watching. You know, you can watch The Chosen. You can watch Helpful Wounded Spirits. You, you can watch those types of shows that... Uh, you know, that builds you up, that lifts you up, that teaches God's word. And I, I don't know, Stephanie, I just think that this is not as easy uh, as it sounds, but it's every bit as easy as it sounds. So I know I'm talking in circles, but I'm just saying, folks, a decision needs to be made. It needs to be made every day. Paul said, I die daily of the things of this world. You need to make a decision today. Am I going to be wise? Am I going yeah. to do things that's, uh, that shows wisdom? Uh, you know, in my family, are they going to witness that? Is my wife or husband, uh, is my kids or whoever it is in your life, my parents, are they going to see that I've taken my time to think about this, to pray about this, to do the right things, to make those wise decisions? And if the answer is yes, I've done all these things, people are going to see it. That foundation's going to stand. It's going to live long after you're gone and you don't have to deal with it. I mean, I, I guess, Stephanie, that somehow we need to portray that these two choices are really life and death that it's do you want your life to be something that lives on or do you yeah. want your life to be something that dies right no i think you're spot on that's it's um comes down to your you're sacrificing your time your energy your brain cells everything about you you're giving it to something and are you giving it to something that will last forever and stand or are you giving it to something that will be overthrown and be nothing when the tale is told. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, think about your life right now. Maybe, maybe this is a good time to take account of things and sit down and say, well, 
what was yesterday like? What was last year like? What was last month like? I mean, is there wisdom coming out? Are, are there things that are edifying people, that are making people feel better, that are making my kids want to learn more and go to church, that are, you know, is, is my family in a better place? Am I a better human being because of what God can do through me? And, you know, the world has got half of it right. The world is always wanting these self-improvement classes and all these self things. Well, I got to tell you, if you can take the word self out of there and write God improvement, if you can take the word out of there and write God value, if you can take the word out of there and uh, that anything that says self, anything that promotes self, anything that promotes uh, any type of prideful craziness is no good. You have to replace that with God. Mm-hmm. And so we get, we got a choice here, folks. Are we going to be wicked or are we going to be right? I want to be right. You know, it mm-hmm. came down to it like a couple podcasts ago. Are we going to smell? Are we going to take a shower? You know, things are just... It's that easy, yeah. man. It's yeah. I, I hate to make it sound so easy, but it is easy in our lives. And, but sometimes we get off the rails a little bit. You know, and folks, when we turn on the wrong things on our radios, when we start listening to people using things like self, when we start listening to songs that talk about doing things that are wrong in God's eyes, what happens is we change that solid foundation and building upon that uh, to a life where we're building upon wickedness that just goes away when we die. That's all this comes down to. So take 30 seconds, Stephanie, before we hop in this next storm, uh, next storm, next song. And, uh, and tell us, uh, tell us what we should have got out of this today. Well, I look at this and just come back to the, the, the fact that in, in the long term, choosing to follow Jesus, not just ask him to be our savior, but choosing to be his disciple may not always be fun but it's going to stand. Truth stands, righteousness stands. And so I'm challenged today that, that I keep my focus on that. Am I living for what stands or for, or am I living for what falls apart? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Folks, we have a song for you today. And, and, and that needs to be the question of the day as we grow, as we continue to move on, that needs to be the question of the day. So we have a song for you today, an old song entitled, Does Jesus Care? So Stephanie did a new arrangement of this song, and it's absolutely wonderful. She's going to go ahead and, and mute out, and we're going to go ahead and play that song for you, Does Jesus Care? Available wherever CDs are sold, streamed, whatever. Uh, the name of the CD is entitled, Stephanie Wesco in Family, Steadfast in Trials. And here's the song, Does Jesus Care? Jesus care when my heart is pained too deeply for mirth and song as the burdens press and the cares distress and the way grows weary and long oh yes he cares I know he cares with my grief when the days are weary the long nights dreary I know my Savior cares does Jesus care when my way is dark 
Folks, our Savior does care. Please listen to every word Brother Eric has to tell you about knowing for sure you're going to heaven. And folks, if you hear this over and over again and say, well, I know this, share it with someone today. We do love you folks and are so honored to come across your airways. We'll talk to you real soon. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.